BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, monkeys, it's me, D-D-P, Diamond Dollars Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of Diamond Cutter, the three-time world champion professional wrestler, WWE Hall of Famer, and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkeys, well, you're listening to Geek Vibes Nation. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Bang! Bang indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to an all-new episode of Full Court Press, episode 65, titled, Is This Your King? We will get into why we have it titled that in a second, but let me announce our guest host. We have Joel. What's going on, Joel? What up? All right. That was a, that was a little exciting, I guess. I mean, it could have been better, but whatever. And we have from the sports bar. The Lakers, I want to say executive himself, because I swear this man is the reason all these moves have happened in L.A. Forget Magic Johnson. Uh, <laughs> welcome in a good friend of ours, Mike. What's going on, Mike? What up, bruh? Bruhs. Everything's gravy over here in uh, La La Land. Oh, baby. Yeah, man. Listen, don't, don't keep rubbing it in. Don't keep rubbing it in, because the best thing Just me saying. and Joel have to look forward to is not, uh, and you're over there gloating about yeah. LeBron James. So, <laughs> you know, just ease it up a little bit, just a little bit. And All I right. think we All do right. have – I think this is uh, – I think we have Greg on also. Greg, is that you? Oh, nope. Chris, Greg, no? All right. Um, we'll figure out who that is in a second. But let's get into the huge news that broke. Uh, I think it was last night or the day before, LeBron James signing with the Los Angeles Lakers for a max deal for four years. Now, as 
entertaining and mind-blowing as that might be, LeBron, I want to say, caused a chain reaction. Um, Because after he signed to the Lakers, it seemed like everybody in the NBA was like, how can I join him? So, coming along with LeBron, you had uh, Caldwell Pope that signed on for another year, I believe. Uh, You also had JaVale McGee. You also had Rondo, who just signed, Lance Stevenson, uh, and they let go of, well, not let go, but uh, denounced uh, Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Uh, I'm not missing anybody, right? They got uh, Pope came back, LeBron, McGee, uh, Rondo, Stevenson, and that's about it, right? I'm not missing anything. For now. As of right now. Yeah, yeah as of right as now. Right now that's, <laughs> that's it. All right. So. I'm going to kick it to you, Mike, the Lakers fan. What are your thoughts on the signings that they have, and what do you, like, what do you expect this team to do? Are you, are you expecting a championship or just 50 wins? Like, what, what are your expectations for this team? Man, we about to run the table five times straight. What are you talking about? LeBron only going to be there for four. We're still going to win five. What are you talking about? Don't you see it already? You don't see it? You clearly don't see it. Okay. All right, so, yeah, reality is this is great. I'm hyped. It's beautiful, you know. I, before the signing, I've been, I've been saying, you know, if we get LeBron, you know, I don't get hype about things until they come to fruition. I've been saying if we get LeBron, it would be dope. But, you know, we might not get him. And, you know, you never know. You see what happened with Paul George, so might not get him. We'll see what happens. But now, you know, now that it's official, yeah, I was dancing in the kitchen a little bit. I came front. I was a little <laughs> hype. Uh, I'm not worried about a championship tomorrow, though. I'm not even worried about the roster right now. I just want to see what other moves are coming down the pipeline and where this thing is going because LeBron is the beginning. 2019 might be the end. Well, not the end, but, you know, when we when we lock this thing up as far as what the actual squad is going to look like going forward for the next year or two after that, but uh, it's not a bad start at all, bro. Not a bad start. Can't can't be mad when you start with the uh, best player on the planet. Yeah, I mean, I, I love how cavalier you're acting. No pun intended. I love how cavalier you're acting about <laughs> the fact that, that you that just signed <laughs> you just signed the best player in the league, and you're just like, yeah, you know, you know. It's just a Tuesday for us, whatever, you know. You know, we, hey, that's what we do hey, over bro. here in, in Lakerstown. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm still riding the high of a Super Bowl championship. I'm sorry, Juwan, I didn't mean to bring it up in public. Listen, I'm still riding the high of a Super Bowl championship. What you want me to do? Listen, it, it, it disgusts me that you might get a championship. Well, you got the championship <sighs> from your Eagles against my team. And now you mm-hmm. might be able to cap that off with getting a championship with LeBron in L.A. It disgusts me. It, it, it just purely disgusts me. Uh, but <laughs> let me introduce, we do have the man behind uh, Big Time Radio Network, Greg. What's going on, Greg? What's up, man? I didn't, I didn't come here to, to be berated by this New England stuff, man. Um, <laughs> that, that was what I'm called for. That I, I really, really don't call for. I thought we were talking about King James today. Yeah, that that whole King King Tom, we, we don't need to discuss him yet. 
But I'm talking about me for the moment. Not that. Different topic. I, I agree with I agree with Sorcerer. Do not expect them to win next year. I don't think LeBron expects to win next year. I think they'll get. Obviously, they'll make the playoffs. Uh, they might hit second round, but um, I think everybody else waited to see what LeBron was going to do. I think most people knew he was going to L.A., but everybody else waited to see what LeBron was going to do. The thing that LeBron did that he's never done in years is LeBron signed a multi-year deal. That says a lot. That says that I expect to be here a good little while. So mm-hmm. um, I think he's just taking a break this year. He's like, man, I don't, I don't need to I – I accept the fact that I'm not going to my ninth straight finals. I accept that. Let me just chill, build this up, and maybe uh, Kawhi can walk on next year. Uh, maybe Paul can come back. You know, you never know. But I, I don't expect much. But I do expect uh, Showtime to be back. I yeah. do expect yeah. Showtime to be back. I don't disagree with you there. I will say the biggest reason why it didn't shock me that LeBron signed this uh, multi uh I was going to say multi-picture, multi-year contract. Same thing. Um, That's two. Because, yeah, pretty much same thing. Is because word had come out from uh, Gary Payton and Kenyon Martin that his son wanted to play in L.A. Uh, obviously not for the Lakers, um, but he wanted to play basketball out there. So it seems like once he got – once LeBron, you know – figured things out with his family and, you know, his family said that they were comfortable in L.A., he just deemed that's where he was going to retire. I think if his family wasn't comfortable, he would have signed, like, a two-year deal uh, and then kind of probably had the, the second year as, like, an opt-out kind of thing. The fact that his family's comfortable, he's comfortable, and it's not a horrible place to play or a horrible position to be in because they have so much money next year that they can play around with to get him that stacked team. Now, before I pass it to you, Joe, I do want to say, Greg and Mike, you guys are letting LeBron off the hook too easily, and a lot of these sports pundits are letting him off the, the hook too easily. LeBron is so freaking talented. I don't put it past him that if they have to stick with this current roster, with the Lonzo, the Kuzma, the Ingram, uh, the McGee's, Rondo, Stevenson, stuff like that, I wouldn't put it past this team possibly – I don't want to say definitively, but possibly being the second-best team in the West. I look around, you have Spurs. You don't know if Kawhi's even going to be there. So then you kind of put a question mark next to them. You have Houston. If they lose Capella, they just lost the reason. You could, put, you could potentially put a question mark next to that. Paul George saying in, uh, in OKC, we saw the ceiling of that team. And it just looks like that's just what that team's going to be. Now, you have teams that you got to look out for, like possibly Minnesota if they keep that core, Utah with their growing there. But there is nothing stopping LeBron from taking this 33-win team to a 52- or 53-win team and possibly being the second-best team to the Golden State Warriors in the West. Um, but, Joel. What are your thoughts on all the signings, and do you think that this team could actually, I'm not saying win the title or even go to the finals, but could they be the second-best team in the West? Uh, if the Rockets lose Capella, then, yeah, I think there's a chance. Because at, the, at best, they're the third-best team if, you know, the Rockets are okay. 
But like you said, there's a lot of question marks. We don't know what a lot of these teams are going to look like at the end of the day. Uh, so it's hard to like do power ranking right now. Only team you could like bet money on is Warriors, and that's pretty much a given, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, <laughs> as long as you have LeBron, you have a chance. I mean, regardless, you have a chance. You got LeBron, you got a chance. Lakers are relevant again. They're definitely making the playoffs, regardless of where they are in the playoff seating. Um, and he's there long term. So and look, the Lakers aren't done. So we don't know what the Lakers are going to look like at the end of the day. And I personally think they're going to be a threat. Regardless, they're going to be a threat. If they get boogie, they're going to be a definite threat. And it depends on how healthy he is at the end of the day. Because if he's not right, he's not coming in right away. That could that could mess with the the rankings and the seedings later on uh, throughout the regular season. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, congratulations, Los Angeles. Um, you guys actually matter again. And um, <laughs> I actually, and I thought it was good. I, you know, there was a time good there. Uh, uh, look, well, look at look. I, I, I had look. My best friend's a Lakers fan. I had to deal with that bullshit for a long time. Um, <laughs> and then you know, and then Kobe went down, and then it kind of went back to it came down to to everything's normal again. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, it's been a couple years now, and I'm like, you know what? If LeBron goes to LA, it's not a bad thing. Whatever. And like, and look, all the writing was on the wall. LeBron to LA. I was cool with it. Um, and I'm still cool with it. And then now the fans are yapping, and I'm like, I'm starting to regret my whole idea of LeBron going to L.A. But, you know, it is what it is. Four years now i got to deal with it. So here we go. Hey, um, I'm a, I want to ask this to Mike, and mainly because, Juwan, I know you're not old enough to remember this. No, no jokes. But, Mike, do you think <laughs> that this move, and I asked this on my Facebook, do you think that, this move, LeBron coming to L.A., is a bigger impact or not than when Shaquille came to L.A.? Nah, nah. And the reason I say no is because Shaq, man, well, let me think. Right, that was where I was at. Well, (laughs) let me think about it for a second. While you think about that, let, let me just say I do remember that. I was young, but I wasn't like a baby, so I do remember that. <laughs> and, and I do want to just say get out of his diapers. Little, I just gotten out of my diapers. Just just learned how to, to go pee pee on the potty. Um, but no, the, the reason why I think it's different is because the dominance of Shaq uh, at that moment, and this is like young Shaq. This isn't like all right. Uh, this is fifth Prime year Shaq. in. This was prime Shaq. This was but there was not, no way you, you were stopping him. Go ahead, I'm sorry. But you don't think that this is prime LeBron? This is his last no, fifteenth year and he has the best year he's probably ever had. You don't think this is prime LeBron? I agree with you. But we're talking we're talking a, a Shaq that you at no point could stop. You couldn't stop any part of Shaq. He was Ask dominating Toronto. you. Ask, oh, no, 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 Toronto. no. That's Ask Boston. That's not. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not. I'm not saying personal success. I'm saying just pure raw ability. And I'm saying LeBron. LeBron right now is playing on. I think a better level now than he might have been a few years ago. So I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying that Shaq, outside of Olajuwon, there wasn't much that was really stopping Shaq or that Shaq couldn't stop himself. I, I don't know if you can compare 
a LeBron in year going on 16 to a Shaq that was still, uh, I don't want to say a baby, but still super young and dominant. Nah, was, I don't know yeah, if, it, he was the if most it's the same figure. thing. He was the most dominant figure at that time, but so is LeBron. I think my question is, Shaq moved, when Shaq came to L.A., it was like a phenomenon. Everybody was like walking around with the Disney ears and, and everything was going on. And <laughs> and it was like it was like the world had changed. And in, in retrospect, it did because what he created in L.A., they didn't know when he got there was the base of re, revamping the whole dynasty. Do you think LeBron's going to have that same effect? Well, I, listen, I, I say this. I say this. For LeBron, for LeBron's personal uh, personal legacy and then for the legacy of the Lakers, if LeBron at any point in these four years wins one ring, not three, not right. four, not even two, one, not only, in my opinion, will I think that man is the greatest of all time, I will then think that is possibly one of the Lakers' largest signings of all time. Yeah. Largest signings, largest moves, anything. LeBron winning one title in L.A. changes the entire legacy of that team and of that man himself. I don't care that Jordan went six for six. LeBron that. at that point will have gone to three different franchises that he led to an NBA title. That is insane. In year 16 or 17, LeBron will have done that. That is insane. That will further the brand of the Lakers for years to come, and it will further the fact that I think you might have to start, instead of, like, hinting around the idea of, like, oh, well, is LeBron up there with Jordan? I think they will be sitting arm to arm at that GOAT table, and then you can debate whatever you want at that point, but he will legit be sitting right next to Jordan, shoulder to shoulder, if he can get just one title in L.A. So, so I, you think I, LeBron I do, right now is the greatest Laker ever to play? No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. What? Hands down. If LeBron – hold on. If LeBron can echo what he did last year and lead that team, that team, no Boogie, no, Le, no Leonard, if he can Laker lead that team, hold on. If he can lead that team to the final and possibly win it, whether it's this year or next year, LeBron at that point will will be the greatest Laker of all time, easily, easily, easily. I don't know. I need some of that. Crazy. Come out. You're telling me if he wins a title with this team, or even if he does get Leonard or Boogie or whatever, you're telling me if LeBron just brings a championship one? to L.A., he's not just one, just one. No. He's already no. Joel. Are you kidding? So you're no. saying time out. You're saying he can't be the greatest Laker of all time if he wins the title. No. But you no, so you would not. agree that but time out. But you would agree right now LeBron is, if not top two, top five greatest player of all time, right? Right? Yeah. Overall, yeah. Okay. Overall. Overall. Yeah. So you're telling me how many championships did Magic win? I don't know. Three? Three. How many did Kareem? Kareem was with Magic, right? So did he win two or three? Oh, three. Three. Also. I don't know. We're the Lakers fans, you know. Yeah, Mike. Sorry. Yeah. That's the Lakers fans. Mike. How many did Kareem win? 
Bruh, I don't know the answer to these questions. I can't oh, tell okay. you how many Kareem was. I can't, only point, I can't tell you how only many. Only point I'm trying to make is, only point I'm trying to make is Shaq won three with them, right? But that was over the course of creating a dynasty. That was yeah, Magic and Kareem. That was over the course of creating a <laughs> dynasty. What I'm saying is if LeBron in year 16 can bring L.A. a championship, I don't know how you can't make that debate that he's the greatest Laker of all time. He'll have no, done that's something a more, that the rest of them couldn't have done. That's an individual accolade more than a team accolade. That, that makes him one of the best players of all time, but not one of the best Lakers of all time. So you're saying so if he would have did it on the Lakers – all those years, and yes, it, he would have been the best Laker, but just doing it from the one beginning. Year, nah, that's not what he's saying. Okay, I see what you're saying. That's not what he's saying. No, he's saying oh. based on that one joint. He's saying based on that one joint at this time. Right, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's so tripping. He, wow. So you guys, yeah, yeah, you guys wouldn't give it to LeBron. No. You guys wouldn't give it to LeBron if he won two. Now, now, Even then, are you trying to you trying to further this argument? But we we won't go on. No, no. Are we going to four? <laughs> Can we just start at four and work our way already? Hold on. <laughs> only reason I'm asking is because there is a chance they get boogie, right? There is a chance that they get Kawhi next year. You can't tell me that if because think about this: Golden State is losing one of those guys, whether it's Clay, whether it's Draymond, whether it's Durant. They are losing one of them. If Golden State loses just one of those guys, there is nothing stop. I'll give a better example. Last year, with the team LeBron had, if Golden State had no Kevin Durant, LeBron James does the unthinkable, and he beats that Golden State team to win the NBA Finals. So if you're telling me Golden State loses one of their, their core four and LeBron James, Kawhi, and DeMarcus Cousins, what is stopping him from getting two rings out of the four years he signed them? At least two. Uh, and if LeBron, so if LeBron uh, brings everybody two to else? L.A., I don't, I don't know. If he gets two in L.A., I don't know. No, no. You reach me more than every Laker fan that I've talked to, dog. Like, <laughs> you, you talking about some wild stuff. Anybody think about right. two championships? Can we, can, moment, we, right. can we get a, a lineup straight first? Can we get a yeah. – No, yeah. let us know at least – You put expectations that are – Unrealistic, out the gate. Even the conversation of multiple, yeah, unrealistic. Getting, multiple championships Kawhi, with no players. Getting Kawhi, Kawhi not there. Kawhi is in San Antonio, man. He in San Antonio until his name is on the dotted line. Well, possibility. I mean, we could get Jesus. Jesus to come to the team. <laughs> no, the then Knicks, what? No, Jesus. the Knicks need Jesus. The Knicks need Jesus. Don't 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 try to draft him. We're, we're waiting Jesus, on Jesus. Then they'll dominate the next decade, and not LeBron and the Lakers. And then where's your argument? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> then we're talking about a whole nother ball game. Look out for Jesus to lace up this upcoming year. But uh, no, no he's just trying to win the league I will say, speaking of before we move on, speaking of lineups. I did like the idea of Ball, Pope, LeBron, Kuzma, and McGee. I don't like Lopez starting, even though Lopez can stretch he's not the, the court. Lopez is there. They gotta, no, he's a free agent. So they got to sign him again if they want to keep him. I thought, they, I thought they brought that Lopez. You sure? No, he's not. When when did you see anything saying that they brought him back? <laughs> I saw it before, they, um, before the whole LeBron stuff, that they had brought Lopez back. They were talking about... What the uh, what the team looks like now with uh, with LeBron there, 
And they were saying Lopez, what? Ball. I don't think they'd have the That's money if Lopez saying. was on the books. Okay, I so I, I could that. be wrong. So then let's, let's ignore that. So then you have I'll Ball, check. Pope, LeBron, Kuzma, and McGee. I like that lineup. I think that lineup can do some damage. It's definitely a lot better than what he took to the finals. I'll tell you that. It has way more talent <laughs> than that. Uh, all of us on a t-shirt is better than what he took to the final. <laughs> yeah, that hey, was, uh, hey, was not fun to watch, man. Uh, but, yeah, so, so Ooh, Mike, boy. I'll ask you before we move on, what do you like of that lineup, or would you change that lineup? Name the, name the five again. Go ahead, so, go ahead. I, was going, I was going Lonzo, Pope, LeBron, Kuzma, and McGee. So we're gonna make Rondo in place of Lonzo, and I'm good money. I would like to get McGee up out of there and put him back on that bench with a a more. Uh, so Zubac, you would say Zubac? No, 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 no. You're saying it's based on the squad right now? Yeah, McGee would be in there. That's a cool squad. Okay. Yeah, second round, second round, you know, semifinals of the West, and take that L. Yep. So, that's that's last question I want to ask you before we move on from, from the Lakers. So you're telling we have to me. move on from the Lakers? Absolutely. Um, oh, okay. So you're telling me that knowing that LeBron succeeds uh, around shooters, even though by no means am I saying Lonzo is one, he just shoots at a better percentage than, than Rondo. You're telling me you'd rather have Rondo start over ball knowing that Rondo can't shoot? Ball can't shoot that well. Yeah, neither can shoot either. No, ball can't. No, no. Time out. Time out. Only difference (laughs) is Lonzo isn't going to pass up that three point shot. Rondo's going to dribble in and then find someone to pass it to. I'm going to need you to check Rondo's. Let's let's check Rondo's numbers from last season. I think you might have missed a couple things. But his three point shooting. I get your point. I get your point. No, no, no. I get your point. But. Either one of them, it doesn't matter. That that fact isn't going to change. You're not getting buckets from your point guard. You'll get a you'll get ten to twelve from your point guard. So it doesn't Man, matter. You got Rondo for the playoffs. That's what you got Rondo for. Playoff Rondo yeah. is real, bro. Playoff, <laughs> playoff Rondo. Rondo is I mean, serious, Rondo balled man. all season. When he was healthy, Rondo balled all season. So I have no problem yeah, with this with this squad. I need some a little more a little more potent at the at the big man spot. If it's going to be a big man out there, a real big man, not a uh, not a stretch four sliding to the five, then I'm going to need a couple more buckets on my big man that McGee can't get. Yeah. Well, listen. See what happens. If, if, the rumors, if the rumors are true and you guys land cousins, you won't have to worry about that. Uh, true that. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on. Uh, we got some news out of OKC. Not only did they keep Paul George for four years, uh, they also signed – Nerland's Noel to a two-year deal. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I personally, I personally don't really like this move for Paul George or OKC, but I get it. Uh, it's in a market that isn't going. You know that it's not a huge market, so Paul George doesn't have to worry about the ridicule. Um, and I'm going to be completely honest. After last year, there are no high expectations for this team. None. None. There is no one going into next season saying, look out, this team could be the team that shocks everybody and knocks off Golden State. No one, no one's saying that. We made that mistake uh, this, this past season. No one's making that mistake again. You got Melo that's another year older. 
Um, and you have Paul George that looks like it. What's funny about Paul George is right around that Utah series, Joe, I know you remember this. He had that commercial mm. coming out where they kept calling him Playoff Paul or something like that. Mm. And then he had, he had a game six that the guy went two for 13. So it was just like this, this guy, listen, I, I personally am disappointed that he shied away from possibly teaming up with LeBron, uh, and he played safe by staying with Russ. Uh, no expectations, um, no, no high standards. No one expects Paul George to lead this team to the finals. Uh, I felt like him staying was just him going with the safe bet over actually having to live up to being uh, a great player. Um, but, Joel, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the two signings from the Thunder and what are your thoughts about Paul George uh, deciding to stay instead of going off to L.A.? I'm okay with it. Like, I know I was surprised. I really thought he was going to L.A. Like, I kind of, just like everybody else, like, oh, that's pretty much a done deal. He's going to L.A. He's an L.A. dude. He's been talking about, I, I, when I imagine myself in New Jersey, I always imagine myself in, the LA, like, in Los Angeles, Lake Jersey. But when he didn't do that and he decided to stay in OKC, to me, I took it as, the man is super loyal <laughs> to to his team. Like like him and, and 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 Russ connected, I guess more than I think anybody expected them to. Like I'm not sure Melo's gonna end up staying on the team. I think he might uh, be able. He they might buy him out. So I think there's a chance that'll happen. So for me, they're not. I, they're gonna be a good team. They were a good team this year. I think there's a chance they'll be a better team next year. Um, I'm. I guess I'm not. I'm not saying I'm disappointed. I'm not because it is what it is. I respect his decision. He wants to stay in OKC. Lucky for OKC because I swear, if Paul George left, there's a good chance I'm like, you just might as well send them motherfuckers back to Seattle because that's where they belong anyway. Uh, because that <laughs> there will be how 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 are they going to get anybody to go to that 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 those games without? They have Russ do like a quadruple double. That's the only way they make them relevant. <laughs> but look, Russ, Russ is good. Russ is good. Really good, and he's the man of that team. Wherever Paul George went, he was going to be second fiddle regardless. He goes to L.A., he's going to be second fiddle. He stays OKC, okay, he's going to be second fiddle. He's a good second fiddle, though. That's a good dude to have on your team, regardless if he's in L.A. or OKC. You're right. The pressure is not there. Like, in L.A., there'd be more pressure. He'd be the second dude. Way more pressure in L.A. than it is right now in OKC. Still pressure, but it is Oklahoma City, and no one really sees. No, look, there's no expectations for them. So there, you're like you said, there is less pressure there. And look, he he went and played in Indiana, didn't get as far. He was a man in Indiana, but didn't only got so far. So probably this is probably better for him. Maybe they, this is how he feels. I think they could build. I think they could do something good there. I'm not upset by it at all. Um, I'm not, I mean, I bet LA is. I know he's like public enemy number one for LA. Like everybody's talking shit about Paul George. They're so mad right now, and I get it. Yeah, but it is what it is. I respect the man's decision. So that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, and, and listen, Joel, we learned this from being Knicks fans. The idea of buying Melo out, if it means he loses money, Melo will definitely be in an OKC jersey this year. Um, we'll see. We'll he's, see. Not, he's not too fond. He's not too fond of losing out on money. Uh, I get why you said he probably won't be there because OKC wants to get rid of him. They, they do not want him because they want him to come off the bench. Yeah, no, he's made it clear all, yeah. he's not a guy that's coming off the bench. So I totally get why you don't think he'll still be there. But if one thing we learned, Melo likes his money. So I, yeah, I don't that, see a I mean, buyout that's, that's happening. No doubt. I don't see a buyout. I mean, listen, if he couldn't get a, a, a buyout 
when Phil Jackson was literally just destroying his name. And he said, nope, I'll stay. I don't care. I'm, I'm still getting paid. So I, I don't know. I, I just I, I don't see it playing out like that because Melo can handle toxic. He did it in Denver before he left, did it in New York before he left. I think he'll probably turn in OKC before he gets uh, possibly traded, if that could even happen, if anyone wants him. Uh, but, Mike, what are your thoughts on Paul George staying put and the newly acquired Nerlens Noel? I'm glad Paul George stayed in actuality. I'm not mad at him. He's yeah, he's a he's a proven like he's a good leader, but he's a proven second fiddle. So I think that's the lane that he likes and he's comfortable with. And you know, there's nothing wrong with being the second fiddle. I mean, you can I don't know why anybody would make a commercial called Playoff P. I don't know why they would make a commercial <laughs> with him hitting a three at the end of a game when he never makes buckets to to, uh, to win games like ever. So that's a whole different conversation. But he's, he's a good player. I'm I'm cool with him not being in L.A. And as far as Maryland Noel, eh, you know, he's a piece. It's not like he's coming to dominate anything. You got Adams. If you keep him mellow, I guess we'll see if that happens. And Noel still be in the same role of coming off the bench because he's not going to start over mellow. If he does start with Melo, then Melo won't be there. I'm just saying, head to four or five, he can play either one. So, right. it's not that not that big a move. It's a nice sign to know if you want something to celebrate. You got Paul George and you bring in Noel. Something to look forward to, I guess, if you're a diehard OKC fan. Other than that, meh, they're just the same squad, basically. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, I said this last year, I was telling Joel. Uh, I believe I, I was telling you guys this, Joel, before the um, the Utah series that uh, OKC was going to be exactly in the playoffs what they were in a regular season. Uh, Russ trying to do everything. Paul George looking for, uh, you know, looking for his place. And Melo just refusing to go to the basket and continuously uh, throwing up shots that just don't go in. Uh, in the way. Come playoffs. Yeah, and come playoffs, that's exactly what what they were. You had Melo putting up shots he shouldn't be. You had Paul George trying to find his place, and Westbrook looking crazy trying to do everything. So, but listen, if Paul George thinks the best thing for him is to stay put, Joel, you're right. He he is a guy that seems to be very loyal. Uh, I don't know what him and Russ talked about or what bond they have, but it's strong. Anytime you you shy away from playing with LeBron. Uh, something must be, like, going on really good uh, where you're at that, that you'd want to say. But, uh, Greg, what, what are your thoughts on Paul George staying put and the uh, OKC getting Nolan's Noel? Um, I, I'm, I'll be honest. I've never been a huge Paul George fan, mainly because I think he is finally in the right position for him. What I mean by that is – he when he was in Indiana all those years and he was the guy. My opinion, he never played like the guy. Uh especially after he got hurt. He never played like the guy. He is a great Robin. He is a great second fiddle, uh, to Russ. Um Russell is probably uh the best person to play with um in this situation. 
because you don't have to, as Paul George, have to be a superstar anymore. Um, if he would have went to L.A., uh, like everybody thought, like I honestly thought he was going to L.A. If he went to L.A., I think LeBron would have asked more for him than, than, than Russell's going to. Like Russell's thing is, you know, I'm going to shoot 40 times, uh, either get my rebound. When I get tired, I might pass you the ball. Um, <laughs> it's, it's other than that. I don't think I've never thought Paul George was was you know playoff Paul. I mean, it's just, just to me, he never seemed to to be that dude. I mean, he's a great player. He, he's he's a Hall of Fame player probably, but um, you know, I think Stop the best that. thing he could have done. You don't think so? No. Okay, I was just being nice. I really don't think so either. But <laughs> I think the best thing he could have done was stay in OKC. Because I mean he is a he's a small market player. He's a small market player. He would have got swallowed up in LA. Um, you know I mean just just I don't think he has it. To, I don't think he can take the limelight like that. He he's proven. Um, but again on paper, I'm disappointed with OKC because on paper OKC should have done a lot better than they did. So I'm hoping you know maybe happened, right? they might do something. You know what happened, right? What? Juwan don't want me to say it. Carmelo uh, Anthony. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. You know it's Carmelo, man. Get Carmelo out of the way, yeah. man. Let people live. Carmelo is in yeah. the way, bro. He's in the way. Wherever he goes, he's going to be in the way. It don't even matter. Remember when Iverson was at the end of his career? And I ain't even saying Carmelo is that old, like, at the end of his career like Iverson was. Iverson was literally holding on but still thought he should start. Like, he was like, I'm not I'm not coming off the bench. Like, for what? Melo was saying the same yeah, thing. But, but he, dog, he would be better off the bench. He could be that – he could be Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Crawford. He exactly. can get you yeah. right. off the bench. But he's not going to accept that role. Oh, so man. he's not going to accept the role. Vince Carter See, at this point. <laughs> See, yeah. I, I yeah. want to be completely honest with you. I don't think, think Melo has to come off the bench. I think what Melo has to do – is uh, well, not has to do. It's too late for that. But something it seemed like he refused to do in his growing years on the Knicks, and that's just transition into a different player. Like as you learned, you couldn't go to the rim the same anymore. I don't know. Start developing a jump, like a, a more consistent jump shot. You don't have to always take threes. And then his it was weird because the way he did his pull up shots in OKC, it was like he would see an open lane hesitate and then pull up. If you have to think, you're always going to miss that shot. So it's like, do what comes natural. If the lane's open, drive. I don't know what he's so tentative and afraid of, but if that's the way he's going to play, play scared uh, and not be that, that fearless mellow that he was in New York and drive to the lane and get those uh, those and one buckets, those you know get those positions that you, you get put on the line. If you're not going to do that, then you do have to go to the bench. And if you're Bully telling ball. OKC... Right, bully ball, bully mellow. That's what we used to call him in New York, bully mellow. If you can't do that anymore, uh, and you're telling OKC you don't want to come off the bench, if OKC buys him out, yeah, if I, I'll say this: if OKC buys him out and he agrees to it and he becomes a free agent, if Mellow becomes a free agent with the same mindset of I don't want to come off the bench, I'm telling you now, I don't see any team that's on. Him. I do not see any team that's on. Him. And it's he's a shame no longer because that would be a player. Right. He could be though. He just does not adjust 
to team to mm. team play, nah. and he does nah, he not does. adjust his game. I don't his know. I don't know. I'm gone, man. But see, his yeah. athleticism in New York isn't what made him special. His his ability to shoot the ball is what made him special. Because remember, in Denver, his ability was back to the basket, bully ball. It wasn't until his last few years in Denver did he develop a consistent shot, and then we saw the three to the dome mellow uh, really rise in New York. So he can shoot the ball. It's just like he takes the most ridiculous shots, and he does not play team-oriented basketball. He would rather shoot it than the passing. And you can't have Westbrook shooting and not passing and Mellow shooting and not passing. (laughs) Yeah, you can't have two Kobe's on the same team. That's insane. Like, no one's passing the basketball. So, I mean, listen, that team is, is I, I believe that team will be exactly what it was last year, a middle-of-the-road team who could possibly get past the first round but will not be seeing a finals anytime soon, especially now that LeBron's there. I, I really think that that team won't be seeing the finals. So I think they'll just be a middle-of-the-road team. Uh, and I think Paul George is fine with that, which is sad. But let's move on. We got some more uh, free agency moves that happened. We got Chris Paul agreeing to stay in Houston for the max deal for four years. I don't know how to feel about this. I know a lot of people felt as if Paul was healthy last year. They would have beaten Golden State. I honestly just never felt like Golden State took them serious enough. Uh, And I think it showed in that final game to where it was just like Houston just didn't have anything to really give to Golden State to really put up a fight in that last game. Harden just seemed like he didn't have it. Uh, you had Clint Capella that just is really nowhere to be found in that final game. I don't know if Chris Paul staying and Capella leaving, uh, if that team can come anywhere close to where it did last year. I think last year was their, their only chance to really get through, and now that they lost it, now LeBron, like LeBron coming really changes the whole atmosphere for a lot of teams. Uh, and I think Houston's one of the teams LeBron coming changes the atmosphere for uh, but, Greg, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on Chris Paul deciding to take the max and stay in Houston? I like Chris Paul. I, th- I think he is one of the um, premier guards um, in the league. Where else would he – I mean, where else would he have fit? I think the, the, the relationship he and Harden have right now is perfect. I, I believe that um, – you know, they could have beat Golden State. I don't think they would have because, like you said, I don't think Golden State took them seriously after Chris went down. It was kind of like we know we go win this um, type of mentality that Golden State had. But I think if anybody is going to challenge for the second best team in the league, it's going to be Houston. And I don't think they would have did it without Chris Paul. For sure. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, listen, I, I'm not a huge fan of D'Antoni, um, but I thought what he was able to do uh, and reinvent himself with the ability to surround his team with good defensive players so that his team could actually play defense, I thought was really a, a really smart move. And as weird as it sounds, it's something he strayed away from his entire tenure as a head coach, defense. So it was refreshing to see that. Um, I just I, – I don't see that team being able to do what it did last year. I, I really don't. I don't see Harden having the, the body to go all those games again, to give an MVP-like performance. The fact that he did it two years in a row I thought was great. 
Uh, I don't know if he can do it three years in a row. It's asking a lot of Harden. Um, and them losing Ariza, I mean, that's not a huge drastic piece, but it was a, I don't want to say a centerpiece, but it was a good fit. Uh, he was a good leader, a good defensive-minded guy uh, who could also knock down the three. So losing that will hurt a little bit. And like I said, a lot rides on uh, this Clint Capella thing. If they can't bring him back, I don't know, man. I don't know if Houston can compete for that second spot. I'm not going to say they won't make the playoffs. But I don't know if I see them being uh, better than uh, the Lakers for that second spot or better than, I don't know, who else? Who else is in the West? I don't even know. I don't know. If Boogie stays in, in, in New Orleans, I could see that two-headed monster really serving up some damage. And I would like that team over, over Houston if they can't keep Capella. Uh, but, Joel, what are your thoughts on Chris Paul staying in Houston? Well, you know, I'm down for it. You know, I like uh, I like that move. I like the move last year. You know, I, I questioned it just like everybody else, but I definitely had more faith that it would work out <laughs> than a lot of people. Um, <laughs> definitely than me. <laughs> yeah, you're still talking shit. <laughs> like, like they actually <laughs> almost eliminated the Warriors. You still like that never happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> look, Chris Paul is really good. His problem is he gets hurt. I mean, he's, he's fragile, man. And it, it, at the worst possible times, he gets fragile. I don't really care about the regular season if he's getting hurt. That's one thing. But in the playoffs, it really hurt that team. They really did have a chance to eliminate Golden State at the end of the day. And I, that's mainly the reason they're staying together. I mean, they, they had it. They were, they were very close. And he is the engine of that team. It's, it's, he adds that element of grit that that team kind of lacks without it. Because they're a good team. Like, that's a D'Antoni team, and they were actually pretty good defensively and because of the guys that they got. You know, that, I mean, that's the things that – the Chris Paul signing last season was a great signing, but I think the pieces they added around them, uh, like a P.J. Tucker, they already had a Riza, and then Bob Mute, guys like that, wing defenders, they, they added the right pieces to go up against the guy, a team like the Golden State Warriors, and it almost worked. So I think that losing a Riza hurt a lot more than – some people might think. So they really got to fill that spot with somebody. Like, I know they just re-signed Gerald Green. They're going to need more than that. They're going to have to probably try to bring Mbamute back. They got to figure out what they're going to do with that fourth spot. Um, Chris Paul's a good start, and they definitely need to bring Capella back. Or I, I agree. I don't know if they can hold on to the two spot in the West. Right now they are number two, at, you know, as currently constructed, even without a reason. I think they still have a chance to be the number two seed in the West, but they, they got to hold on to Capella because with those three guys are on the floor, they're, they're almost unstoppable. And I mean, that's a fact. <laughs> like, that's, and that, that was the problem at the end of the day. They just could not be all on the same floor at the same time at the end of the day. And that, that's what hurt them. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, the reason why losing Ariza is just so vital. Uh, no one's saying Ariza yeah, is just a elite defender or anything like that. No, but remember no. this, you have to play LeBron and Durant now. So mm-hmm. I'm not feeling comfortable asking P.J. Tucker to do that. It was good having by someone himself? like Ariza who had the size. Yeah, by himself. It was good having yeah, someone like Ariza who had the size. Uh, Ariza <laughs> has the size, he has the length, and he has the body to go up against a guy like Durant and LeBron. But now you're asking P.J. Tucker to do it himself. And, yeah. again, Mike Tough. D'Antoni does not have a defensive background. So if he's losing his defensive-minded pieces, you're then going to get a D'Antoni who then gets a little desperate and then fills in those holes with offensive pieces instead of defensive pieces. And now you're looking at a completely different Rockets team. Because if you're telling me you're losing those defensive pieces, 
Golden State's going to run up the, the scoreboard on you all day. You can't defend them. Uh, well, obviously. Um, but, uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on Chris Paul staying put uh, pretty much to finish out his career uh, in Houston? Uh, and what are your thoughts on the idea of if they possibly lose Capella, do you still have faith in this team competing for a championship? I'll start with the second part. If they lose Capella, they have to fill the spot. So it's not like they're going to show up with uh, Tariq Black playing somebody. <laughs> so, they better not. They got, they're going to have to fill the spot. So they're probably, like, I mean, first thing that popped in my mind, not, well, the first thing that popped in my mind was Dwight Howard could burn another bridge, but he already burned <laughs> that bridge. So <laughs> that's too late. Yeah. But uh, he's running out of time. I was thought was y'all boy Kyle Quinn. Oh Kyle yeah, Quinn's still out there in the world. Yeah. So that I mean, I don't know a lot of places they're gonna be able to look for a center if they lose Capella, but Kyle Quinn is an option that's still out there. I, they better get yeah. Capella back. I'm all about Capella being there. He had, he had his best, you know, his best season last season mm-hmm. with Hall and Harden, and they were yeah, like like Joel said, they were pretty much unbeatable with the three of them on the court. Like, factually, <laughs> I think they lost three they lost yeah. three games with them, all three of them on the court. Something crazy like that. So, um, as far crazy. as Chris yeah. Paul, you know, Chris Paul is one of the best playing guards ever. So, having him on your squad is never a bad thing. He's a defensive leader. He's a leader in general. And he's not afraid to take a shot, take a big shot and get you buckets, all that good stuff. The health is the problem. Ain't nothing different than what y'all said. And, uh, yeah, don't be disrespecting P.J. Tucker, though, man. P.J. Tucker plays defense on whoever he has to guard. It don't matter who it is. So no, he right. does. And, but if and you're you can throw Bob Mute. You can throw Bob Mute out there the, if necessary. The I don't issue, like it. The issue with Bob Mute was you were asking him to help out on Durant last year, and he couldn't. And then, on top of that, couldn't knock down a shot. So it was like, all right, yeah. if you can't play offense or defense, like, you're not helping us, man. So now if you're telling me, now that Ariza's gone, you're depending on Bob Mute to help P.J. Tucker defensively, I'm saying you're probably going to lose more than you'll win when it comes to those guys defending a LeBron or a uh, Kevin Durant, if you're asking those two to team up to help stop a guy like that. I'm going to say you're probably going to lose more than you'll win. Um, and I'm not saying, again, Trevor Ariza was this, you know, Durant stopper, but he had the length, the size, uh, and the, the, the veteran, uh, you know, the veteran instinct to, to be able to try to do something against a guy like that. But I will say, Houston, if you get Kylo Quinn, I will say this as a Knicks fan, a great rebounder, not a great defender. So good luck to you. Good, uh, good um, shot blocker. That's about good, it. A good <laughs> shot blocker, good shot blocker, but I wouldn't say he's the mm. greatest He's the greatest defender. So he'll rebound the heck out of the ball for you, uh, get you those second-chance yeah. points and second-chance looks. But North don't think he's, he's man protecting Capella. the rim. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he's not protecting the rim like Clint Capella. He's definitely not doing that. Uh, and he had foul issues with the Knicks. But anyway, let, let's not harp on that. I'm already crying. Good that, passer. Uh, I like Cosby. Really good passer. He is a good passer. I agree with you on that. Um, let's move on to – a signing that kind of confused me a little bit only because I kind of felt like I thought he should have maybe surveyed the, the landscape to see if there were any better offers, not offers, but opportunities out there. And that's Aaron Gordon 
staying put with the max deal uh, with Orlando. I really was hoping he could get out of Orlando. I don't know anywhere that I would have preferred him to be, just not with a team that has to rebuild again. And that, that is a team that, for some strange odd reason, has too many bigs. Not enough guards and too many bigs. <laughs> well, am I wrong no in that? No, yeah, right no guard in like six bits. Yeah, that team just makes no sense. Uh, so, Joel, I'll go to you first. Would you have liked to have seen Aaron Gordon go somewhere else? I, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you, do you did you have anywhere specific? Uh, but are you okay with him staying put, or would you have liked to have seen a guy that does have really good talent um, go somewhere else and try to, you know, maybe fit in with a contender or something? Uh, I would have been okay with that. Like if he decided to go off and find someone else that that I would sign him and fit him in somewhere because his name was uh, floated around for a couple places. But personally, like I'm fine with it as well because Orlando does need to rebuild. That mean like right away. Um, and yeah, they have a lot of bigs, but that's one of their key pieces. They've been grooming this kid for a long time, and that's one of the guys who didn't fuck up. You know, they have other guys they drafted and they kind of eh, they kind of wilted. He's good. He actually played well and played better this year than I think like his the last couple of years. So he had a really good year this um this season. And I think they, they, they did right by him. They paid him his money. They just uh drafted Bamba, so they got their center of the future. Now they ha and they have uh good pieces to trade away. Like they still have uh Lucivic that's his name, right? Lucivic. He's good. Someone yeah. will probably take him. He's a good, valuable center. Uh, I don't know about Biombo. His contract is kind of shitty, but he's he's a valuable player, but he's just probably getting paid too much money. So there's pieces there that they can trade off. Problem is, like you said, they don't really got guards. They just lost Mario Hazoni, one of their other draft picks they kind of shitted on and didn't use right. Um, Fournier's pretty good. Um, but, I mean, is they, all they have is Fournier on the wing, really. They signed Jonathan Simmons in the Spurs last season, who I thought was a good signing for them, even though, I didn't understand why Jonathan Simmons wanted to go to Orlando. I'm assuming it's just because of the money. But, yeah, they yep. definitely need a point guard if they plan on doing anything because Orlando's not going anywhere without a point guard. So they got to start there, and it's not going to be easy because they got to draft. They're probably going to end up having to draft. No, no free agent good point guard is going to want to go to Orlando. So not a bad start by bringing back Aaron Gordon. I don't know what they're going to do with Jonathan Isaac. Is he a three? Is he a four? Hopefully he figures it out, and they have to go from there. Yeah, I, I will say this, <clears throat> Orlando, I don't think they know what they want. I don't think they have an idea on the clear future for that team, Ooh. obviously. Um, but, I mean, Aaron Gordon is not a bad centerpiece to, uh, excuse me, build your franchise off of. Like I said, the guy the guy can really ball. Uh, he is no slouch. Um, so he can really do great things. You just got to surround him with something. And I think Orlando is struggling with the idea of being able to consistently surround Aaron Gordon with enough talent to help groom him and grow him into a better player. So, I mean, we'll have to see, but who knows? Um, Mike, uh, Greg, sorry. Um, what are your thoughts on Aaron Gordon deciding to stay put? Uh, do you like that move, or would you have liked to seen him go somewhere else? Uh, I personally think that was all about money, honestly. I mean, I don't think he would have fit anywhere else. Honest, I mean, to and 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 hold the same prestige that he has in Orlando. Um, I mean, that's ba- Orlando is basically the monsters. It's a bunch of big dudes and and one uh, Muggsy Bowles guard. I mean, it, it's really <laughs> it's really not anything. He's going to come across as the star. 
and where else where else could you fit him in? Um, I honestly think Aaron decided to take the money, take the payday, and and wait to see what happens in the next couple of years. Um, hopefully these draft picks they've got up will uh, help him out. But I mean, I, I can't even speak on it too much because I'm not real. I don't follow Orlando that much, but um, I am a fan of him. I just think that was a, a money move. I honestly do. I think that was a money move. He he got he got his pockets filled, and then hopefully by the time. The next time for a contract comes, he, he'll move to some place where he can, you know, he can strive. Yeah, and listen, let's not forget because uh, a lot of these franchises are doing this. Uh, we just saw it with Blake Griffin. Signing a max deal does not assure you uh, staying on that roster. Uh, if Orlando, for whatever team they surround him with this season, if the team looks like it's not going going anywhere, which we know it won't, but I just mean like showing any progression whatsoever, uh, that is a piece that they could flip. I mean, even though the num uh, his his uh, his number that that he the contract that he just got is pretty high, Joel, we were kind of shocked that Clippers were able to get rid of Blake to a desperate Detroit team. Uh, now Detroit yeah. is handicapped uh, financially because they have Drummond and Blake on their books. And that's now not a flippable <laughs> asset. You can't re-flip Blake. No one, no one is that stupid right. to take on that contract. Not right now. So yeah. yeah, not right now. So if you're Magic, you do have the ability to flip Aaron Gordon. And uh, to what you were saying, Greg, <laughs> he is a player that, uh, believe it or not, can shoot the three ball. Obviously not at a Steph Curry clip, but can shoot the three ball, can work in the post, uh, and he does have somewhat of a mid-range game. So Aaron Gordon is a really good player. Uh, that I think can, can fit in a few other systems uh, or on a few other teams. He's a really talented guy. Uh, so, I mean, his contract isn't something that a team desperate enough to just make it in that eighth spot won't trade away something to get an asset like an Aaron Gordon. So uh, what I've learned from the whole Blake Griffin situation is a crazy contract does not mean that that player is unflippable. So who knows? The team might get desperate around the uh, the trade deadline, and you might see Gordon move. Who knows? Uh, but Mike, what are your thoughts on Aaron Gordon? Do you like him staying put, or would you have liked to have seen him go somewhere else? I'm not even going to waste y'all time talking about Aaron Gordon for real. I'm just tell you that if Aaron Gordon is the best player on your team, then your team is under 500. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what, saw him last year. He definitely improved a lot, uh, his, his game overall. I always thought coming out of, of college he was going to be the poor man's Blake. But he's developed his game a lot quicker than Blake, uh, than Blake did. So I think he has potential to be a special player. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star or uh, a legend or anything like that, but he does have potential to be a really good uh, basketball player for someone's team. But I won't discount what you're saying, because technically right now, if he was your best player, you probably aren't looking at making the playoffs. Uh, but again, Aaron Gordon is a really good player that can grow off of what he's doing and become something special. Uh, let's go to another player that decided to stay put that I think should have really surveyed the land, because teams would have just knocked down doors to get uh, Jokic, uh, who decided to stay with Denver for the max deal for four years. A lot of these guys are loving the four years, man. Um, so he decided to say the four years max deal with Denver. Joel, this 
I'm not going to say shocked me because Denver is one of those teams that's on the rise. They can get rid of Millsap and possibly use that money to get, uh, you know, another serviceable piece or two. Uh, that team is really one of those teams that, that looks like Utah, like they could be on the rise. Um, but what, what are your thoughts on him deciding to stay put? Because uh, that's definitely somebody that could have been used anywhere around the NBA because of how great he is. He's great at passing, rebounding, defending, and scoring. Uh, definitely a special talent. What are your thoughts on him deciding to stay put? Uh, look, the Joker, man, um, is a talented, big motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, he earned that money. And I, I don't blame him for staying in Denver. That's home for him. Yeah. Yeah. And they, like you said, they're not they're not that far off. I mean, Denver should have made the playoffs this year. They were that close. And there's a chance they'll make it next year. They just they got a nice young core. I mean, I didn't think Paul Millsap choosing to go to Denver was the best idea last year. And um, it kind of could have worked out if he didn't get hurt for, like, as long as he did. And he just didn't live up to expectations. Like, even when he came back, he didn't even look 100% healthy when he came back. But Paul Millsap, if he can play like the Paul Millsap we know, and then you get the Joker being what, doing what he do, you know, and then you got the rest of the guys. And then they drafted, um, what's his name? It, it's just they got the pieces. They got something. If he can stay healthy, of course, they got the pieces to do something special in Denver. Um, that I don't, I don't think a lot of people are expecting. Because, I, I mean, they got it. And, look, they paid the man. He earned his money. It's, look, it's, that's usually what happens. It's very rare that on their first contract extension that, that they go somewhere. It's just not how that works. It's, there is loyalty to the brand. The brand and you can get paid the most home, at, at home. So they're going to give you the most money. You're going to pocket that money. And that's why they usually stay for their four or five-year contracts for max amount of money. Then they survey the land if nothing works out, and which is fine, which is good for the, for the, for the team. You know, you got to look out for the team as well. And that's why they do that kind of stuff. So I have nothing against it. Good job for Jokic uh, doing his job. I'd, ne- I'd never expected this out of this guy when he got drafted. So surprised. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And the, the biggest talent that he has is his ability to pass. Like, he's a really good passer. Um, and I don't think that yeah. that's something that should be overlooked because uh, for a big Incredible man to have court vision like that uh, is definitely great. And he doesn't, like, he doesn't give something to one facet of the game and then kind of slouch on the rest. Like, he plays defense at a high level. He scores at a high level. Passes. Okay level. Rebounds. Okay yeah. for what? Scoring or defending? Defense. 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 Defense? Okay. okay. I mean, I give, you, I give you that. I give you that. But as far as the big men in the league, he definitely – like, he's no Embiid or, or Anthony Davis, but I'd say whatever the next level is underneath that, definitely what you could say Jokic is. Um, and sure. I don't think that that's too much of a knock. Uh, he's asked to do so much. Um, you know, obviously, at some, some facet, he might not be as well at the others at, but he does play really hard. Uh, he's a guy that definitely mm-hmm. is committed to winning. Uh, and has a very high motor. Uh, but, Mike, I heard you chiming in there. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on Jokic uh, agreeing to stay put? That's my dude right there. What are you talking about? Uh, that's a great move, in my opinion. That squad is is right there. They're young, and they were down to the last game to get into the playoffs. All they're going to do is grow because they're all young. And they re-signed Will Barton. I see no mm-hmm. problem with him staying there. I don't have any problem with Paul Millsap. I mean, of course, he only played 38 games, but for real, for his career, he averaged 14 points. 
this season he averaged 14 points. Career he averaged <laughs> seven boards. This year he averaged six boards. He, he wasn't terrible. I, I think right. we were just used to him getting a couple more buckets on a regular basis in more recent years right. than he did this season. So, yeah, I guess you could get more from him. But as long as Yogi is getting his buckets and Will Barton is firing that thing up, Jamal Murray, if he can be more consistent at the point guard, I like Denver. I thought Denver was going to be in the playoffs. Actually, I said that at the beginning of last season. I thought they were going to make the playoffs. Yep. But there was too many teams, man. I probably had like 10 teams making the playoffs like, uh, for this past season. <laughs> Somebody had to fall off. <laughs> Listen, man, that's why they call it the Wild Wild West. I mean, it, it always looks like you could probably have a lot of teams uh, make it. But, no, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing that I had with Millsap was when he first signed, and this could be me not knowing that much about Jokic, I did think Paul Millsap had potential to be the best player on that team. Uh, and then I was surprised to see that Jokic was clearly the best player on that team. So now that that's the case, you bring back Barton. I don't think you need that much from Millsap. I, I think what he now needs to do is give that veteran, uh, you know, that veteran presence. And he can also still, you know, uh, contribute offensively. You don't really need him that much defensively. I don't think he can give that much. Um, but he can just fit in where he can where he can fit in. Uh, that's all you really need him to do because you got Jokic is pretty much anchoring that team now. Um, but I'm just saying, if you can get out of that contract, get out of that contract. <laughs> it's, it's all I'm saying. Uh, because you have such a young team, if you can get uh, better pieces that fit that team, I think you definitely look to do that. But Greg, I go to you. What are your thoughts on Jokic agreeing to stay put? Um, I'll be completely honest. Uh, Denver and then maybe two or three other teams in the West, to me, are uh, an afterthought. I think Denver is, is, is on the uprise. Um, but I honestly can't even say I paid much attention to them or him to even give you an honest opinion. Um, just like I said, you know, there was 10, 11 teams that could have made the playoffs. The West is so stacked that it's a shame that you got good team, good young talent that will never see, you know, June. And um, hopefully this will, this will help them stay, keep a foundation and, and grow. But other than that, there's not really much I can put my opinion on this one because I really don't know much about uh, the Denver squad. I mean, I will say to the point that I think we've all brought up is the fact that they're so young. I will say – that's one of the great things about the Western Conference. I don't know if I can yet say it about the Eastern Conference, but the West is getting young. But the youth that the West has is so talented. Like, I don't think when some of these great teams start to dip, I don't think the West is going to, like, become trash because you have these young teams that are on the rise. Phoenix has potential to be on the rise. You have uh, the Nuggets. Um, Trailblazers, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they're definitely about to lose Lillard. Um, you have a lot of these young <laughs> Yeah, so obviously, obviously you see that they're not really looking towards the future. Um, I don't right know how now, much I agree with that, though, because I, I look at the East as the conference of the future. Because I look at teams like Boston. I look at teams like the 76ers. Um, those ha- they have yeah. young guns that's yeah, going the- to be – that's, that's just um, what you said, though. It's only those two teams, though. Like, think about this. Think about this. The Knicks are like the the team you look at and you go, the Knicks all right, still play. possibly. 
Exactly, Greg. Wow, exactly. come on, man. Come on. <laughs> come on. Anyway, anyway, in the East, confident, as far man. as youth, yeah, we're, we're confident. In the East, as far as youth, you only look at Boston and the Sixers. That, those are the only two teams youth-wise that you can look at and go, oh, well, they got 10 to 15 I'll, I'll years. Uh, Say it again, Joe. I'll take that bet. I said, I'll take that bet. I think New York will do fine with their, their youth. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, when you look at it, you go, okay, they got youth that could start trying to win now. New York is still I mean, you a still little got bit got away from being able to do that. Milwaukee, Milwaukee yeah. Not Toronto. Milwaukee. Toronto. Miami. Hear me, guys. Indiana. Hear me, hear me, mm. hear me. Oh, no, no, Indiana, you're right. You're right with Indiana. I'm well, no, saying but that's youth, my point. So, I think in a couple years, the West – will be in the same situation. After this Golden State, L.A. dynasty era kind of diminishes, I think it's going to be a flip as far as the dominant um, conference in the NBA. I think the East is See, looking that I, way. I, I don't know. Think about what Mike just said. Last year, he had like 10 teams in the West that could have possibly made the playoffs. In the East, we knew five definitive teams we're going right. to make the playoffs. Outside of that, it was a toss-up. I do not think it's a difference this year. I think the same five teams – not the same five, I'm sorry. I, I think only say. five teams – no, no. I'm sorry. I think only five teams are definitive uh, to making the playoffs. The rest are just a toss-up. The West is still a wild, wild West. Like anyone it, – it's interchangeable. Because if Kawhi's gone, you're now looking at Pop doing the same exact thing he had to do this year. And that's pulling magic out of his out of his butt to get the Spurs into the playoffs and competing. Um, so the West is still tough. I don't think just because the the Warriors or the Lakers in a few years might die out. I think the West is still tough. It's so young. AD is still young. Boogie is still young. So if they stay together, that's another team. The East, I think you look at uh, the Raptors if you want to go there, mm-hmm, the Bucks, the Celtics in the Sixers, and outside of that, it is really Wizards. open for anybody. Mm-hmm. The Wizards, I don't know, because I don't... The Wizards, the only reason I didn't count them is because I don't know how much longer Beal and Wall will be playing together. I, I do think that's on borrowed time. Same I think at some point they'll Portland. split. <laughs> that can be said about everybody. Well, wh- no, no, well, which is that's why true. I didn't mention Portland. <laughs> I didn't mention Portland, Joel. Uh, no, I didn't mention Portland true. at all. I even said I thought Lizard... Uh, Lizard, wow. Lillard could be gone at some Lizard. point. Lizard. <laughs> That's his new nickname. Uh, but let's move on to obviously the biggest signing of this free agency week, uh, the signing that definitely will take this team to the NBA Finals because it's such a huge signing. And that is the Knicks getting Mario Hazonia uh, on a one-year deal. Signing of the week. That is easily the best signing of the week. We are definitely going to the finals. Uh, you can book it, uh, Joel, because I know the other two guys are going to laugh us out of the building. Uh, so me and you can give more of a, a rational and less jokey response to this. What are your thoughts on the Knicks getting a nice compliment piece like Mario has owned? I think you just said it. Uh, it's a complimentary piece for, for a year. Uh, he came on pretty strong at the end of the year in Orlando. Um, and like I said, bro, they, they kind of, like, ruined his, like, his ever, like, his, the process. They they screwed up his process. They didn't use him correctly. And then when they finally let the dude play, he actually showed that he could play a little bit. <laughs> and um, yeah. 
now we got him. And now the dude can play like two, like three different positions. He's like a, a, a step three that can play the four, can play some two, and he can shoot. I, I've seen that much. I know the kid can shoot. He's athletic. Um, but I don't know. I will see. It's only for a year. It's one of those things we need. That pretty much cements that we're probably not going to get Beasley back. Um, and I'm fine with that. We're, we're going with the youth movement this year. He's not an old dude, bro. We have now three guys in the 2015 draft in our fucking team. Between Emmanuel Moutier, <laughs> Mario Hazonia, and, and KP, we got three lottery picks uh, like three years later. <laughs> so that works out. Absolutely. Again. Absolutely. And the, the way I look at it is uh, I love that New York has committed to strictly going for these one-year deals. Uh, just kind of get, get the feel of this season, uh, new head coach, young team, so then we can really look at free agency next year. So, I mean, this is a nice piece. Uh, Hazonia did say he would, he'd be interested in staying long-term. Don't get too ahead of yeah. yourself. Uh, play this year. <laughs> um but I will say the Knicks do have the ability to put out a uh, at least serviceable uh, starting, you know, a, a serviceable team for next year. Uh, I can't wait to see what Knox looks like tomorrow in the summer league to see what he can really bring to this team. Uh, another year of, of Milikina. The Knicks can really start building up this young core to build for the future with the idea of big fish hunting uh, next year. So, I mean, like I said, it's a nice little serviceable piece. Uh, we're also looking at guys like Trevor Booker, uh, you know, more serviceable big. Beasley definitely is out. Uh, we did bring back uh, Enos Cantor, which is a nice anchor for that team, uh, especially defense. Uh, he decided to come back. <laughs> he decided to come back. I'm sorry. I apologize. He decided to come back. Even though I was somewhat, I was somewhat against it because I was like, oh, man, I kind of really like that money for this year, but whatever. Anyway, he comes off the books next year, so it doesn't matter. Fine. Um, but Mike, Greg, I know you guys are going to both laugh us out of the building. So Mike, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on cancer staying and us signing Mario Hazonia? (laughs) Mike, (laughs) is is that what happened? He was just so blown away. Uh, Greg, are you there? Yeah, I'm I'm still here. Um, (laughs) okay. I know the, Knicks has been your team as long as I've known you, man, and and I'm sorry, um, but uh, the 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 one thing I will say, the Knicks fran- as a franchise is a disappointment. Um, I don't think any of the deals they're making, they are great for the NBA because they're going to give this Cleveland Cavaliers team that just lost LeBron at least give them four wins. You know what I mean? So that's that's the way I see it. At least, at least give the Knicks are going to give other teams a chance to win. Um, they're not ready, and I feel sorry for Porzingis. I really do. Well, so listen, bad. listen. Hurts, I don't feel so. bad for him. One, yeah, one because he won't even be playing probably uh, the entire year. If, if I were the Knicks, I would probably keep him out the entire year. Um, he probably won't I even will. be playing this year. When is his contract um, so up? He has two more years. He'll be talking extension this summer. Next summer. Yeah, he'll definitely do it. They're going to extend his ass by like, next summer. Yeah, uh, he'll stay. The reason why I think he'll stay is because this is how desperate New York is to keep him. Immediately after they got rid of Phil and all those guys and they got the new management in, 
first thing management mm-hmm. started doing was repairing their relationship with KP that Phil just obliterated. That was the first yeah, thing they yeah. did. First thing. If you ask any New York Knicks executive or you, you look at the bloggers, like the guys that cover the Knicks, the number one story they've been running with, like, over the last few days is the importance of them repairing that relationship with KP. Because they know KP is like their new age Ewing. To where it's like, if you lose that guy, the, the idea of still getting a Kyrie or a Durant or even being in the sweet stakes for it, if KP is telling those guys, like, listen, don't come here because I'm, I'm about to be out myself, that just ruins everything for it. So if you're the Knicks, a lot in free agency rides on the fact that a lot of these guys want to come play with KP. Uh, and they also like the, the Yeah, the but they don't want to come play in, the, in New York, though. That's the thing. No, the play. thing is, Kyrie does. Kyrie does. And I tell you this, if you get just Kyrie, it then changes the landscape. You then get uh, a sit-down with Durant. I think if you can get Kyrie there, it changes. It, it changes everything. No, uh, I think it's already changed, in my opinion. I think Phil yeah, Jackson think, kind of ruined the culture there. It was kind of toxic. Right. Nobody was really looking our way. Nobody wanted to fucking run the triangle. Look, I know you love, you know, Phil from the Laker days and the Chicago days, but he was trying to run shit from the up top. He wasn't coaching anymore. He was doing things a little backwards. And yeah. it kind of fucked up. No, no, Phil flow. ruined so, the Knicks. Phil, Phil, well, I don't think he ruined it. I, they, the Knicks put their own gasoline. He probably lit the flame. I don't think he ruined <laughs> no, it. No, hold but, on. Um, hold on. Let me, let me say this. He ruined it because I will again defend – that team of Derrick Rose, Courtney Lee, Mello, Przingas, and I think it was Noah at that time, between Noah and O'Quinn, before Noah had all that, that craziness. I think if you had a better coach – no, let me not even say a better coach, because they played really well the beginning of that, that season. I think if you eliminated like completely <laughs> the triangle, if you completely eliminated the triangle, I think that Knicks team could have at least been an AC team. That's how well they yeah, were playing okay. before Phil just completely – made that whole locker room toxic. And, Joel, I, I don't yeah. think I'm, I'm, I'm out of bounds with that idea that that team could no. have at least made the AC. No. It was I a think really he talented made the AC team. this year if they were healthy. And, you yeah, know, I agree with you. fucking completely fall apart after Christmas again, like last year. <laughs> I don't know what, Chris, what, what is it about Christmas that the Knicks are just so allergic to that they just immediately yeah. begin to tank. But Christmas yeah, has been our kryptonite for like two, three years now. Yep, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Um, but before we move on, Mike, are, are, are you there? Yeah, man, I was asleep. My bad. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. Start talking about the next. I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, what do you want me to say, Listen, man? I don't have I any thoughts on the I want you to say that you believe Knicks. in the next. I believe in the New York Jets as much as I believe in the next. So, there you go. Ew. Better. They just drafted a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they just drafted a quarterback. So, hey, they might they might actually do something before we do. But, anyway, uh, let's move on brother. to something. Yeah. Let, uh, let, let's move on to something that is just as confusing as Paul George deciding to stay in OKC. And that's DeAndre Jordan deciding to sign a one-year with the Dallas Mavericks. That completely confuses me. Only because, and I will say this. Fight. Well, I will say this. If you're the Maverick, the fact that he hasn't actually signed a deal yet, um, the fact that it's only a verbal commitment should scare you as much as it did the year he gave you a verbal right. commitment. 
Um, because I feel like I feel like if Houston can't get Capella, what's stopping Houston from going? Hey, look. I mean, even though him and Chris Paul didn't really Chris get along, the, the best. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but listen, if you're losing Capella, I I I'd put my feelings aside and try to get DeAndre Jordan. If I'm losing Capella, if I'm Chris Paul, that that is true. That is true. That is true. Um, but it just, I, I'm going to be honest, it confused me. It's just like, why why are you going there, DeAndre? I, I guess a one-year deal makes sense. But it's just like, what about the Mavericks would make you think that that team is going to be any better suited than the team you were currently on, which was the, uh, the, the Clippers? I, I don't get how the, Ma- uh, the Mavericks seem any better than the Clippers. But, Joel, try to make me understand this a little better. Why would he want to sign even a one-year deal to stay with the, uh, I mean, to go to the Mavericks? Well, I was I was questioning it too. I mean, when the, when the news came out, I'm like, he wants to go to Dallas again. I'm like, I mean, this team's not ready to compete anytime soon. I thought they were rebuilding. Um, but then I looked at it and I just realized, I'm like, Dirk is gonna about he's gonna retire soon. He's got a I know I think he's playing it by the year, and I think he is gonna come back next season. Um, and they just they want to compete for him, not so much for themselves, for him. They tanked hard this year. They got themselves Luka fucking Doncic. They got one of the best players <laughs> in the draft. They got Dennis Smith Jr. They got Harrison Barnes. They got three nice young pieces there. They bring back their veteran power forward who barely plays power forward anymore and Dirk Nowitzki. Then they bring back the guy that they wanted years ago and DeAndre Jordan for one uh, hurrah, one last hurrah. And they got some. They got to bring some vets in on, on the bench. That's really what it comes down to. Aside from JJ Bread, they need to fill out the rest of their roster, but. I mean, they're going to try to make a run. I, I don't know what kind of run they're going to make because they're too young. But, I, God, you know, good luck. Yeah, listen, listen, Mark Cuban, God bless your soul, man. And, and listen, Dirk, you are a true ride or die, man, because you definitely could have went to Golden State like two years ago uh, and gotten yourself a ring. Uh, but I definitely applaud him for staying and fully committing Whoa, man. to retiring a Dallas Maverick. God bless him. Yep. Uh, Mike, yep. what are your thoughts on uh, DeAndre Jordan signing a one-year to go to the Dallas Mavericks? Man, he just wanted to say I'm sorry for what I did a couple of years ago. <laughs> That's <laughs> Uh, apology signing. That's why it's one year. He's going to get that money. Like, is somebody going to be, you know, ready to throw him some money after one year? He'll be like, I'm out. That's gonna be that, but that's his apology. They waste all the all that money on those DeAndre Jordan jerseys that I just put away. Yeah, don't do, it, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it and <laughs> I think this whole DeAndre situation is like the equivalent of like texting like an ex, "Hey, big head," to where it's like, all right, things didn't work out with with who I left you for. So now it's like, all right, I see you looking good again. So it's like, all right, well, what's going on with you? And it's like, dude, like. Stop it, man. Like, don't don't even do it. Why? It's a rental you don't need. You could have gone anywhere. Like, honestly, if you were just going to do a one-year rental, why not try to just go to L.A.? Like, you saw Brian just went there. Go get yourself a rental in L.A. I, I just don't get the whole Dallas move. It just, it's weird to me. But, uh, Greg, what are your thoughts about DeAndre going to, to Dallas for you? Like I said, I, I think it was out of spite. I think it's the same reason that um, Source just said. It's It's it was like I'm sorry, man. My bad. You know, I, I I didn't I didn't mean for it to happen. Um, you know, my bad. It it st- struck me as strange 
when everybody was doing the whole scenarios, uh, different players going to different teams, why no one ever put DeAndre in L.A.? I think that would have worked. Yeah, I, I well, he was already in L.A. Worked. technically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, don't know why that no, been... no one ever put him there. He was never in I, – that I heard of. He was never in the talk of going to um, the Lakers along with um, uh, LeBron. Uh, to me, that's kind of – I don't know, maybe LeBron doesn't like him, but then I don't – you know, LeBron respects a lot of people. Um, he doesn't necessarily like them. But I, right. I just thought that <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, and like like I said earlier, you don't you don't blow in my ear, and then we teammates. That shit don't work like that. Um, hey, time out, time out, Greg. But that's the equivalent of when Matt Barnes tried to 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 punk out Kobe, and then the next year became his teammate. It's one of those things. Well, where it's like, hey, that's just like I ain't gotta like you, Kobe but if too. I respect you, that's just like Dennis Rodman going to Chicago after what he did. To Chicago and Detroit. I mean, it's it's sometimes yeah, yeah, your yeah. your worst enemy could be the the best thing for the team. So I mean, matter of peace. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. You know, so um, I I just think DeAndre Jordan took a one year. Um, I think he's taking this as a wash year. Just again, everybody's trying to see what the landscape of the yeah. NBA is going to be next year, and I think everybody's just taking one year. Yeah, exactly. Because the free agency for this year was so great, mainly because of LeBron, but next year free agency is going to be even hyper. So I think it's it's everybody's taking this one year sabbatical, and you know, and and basically handing over the trophy to Golden State and saying, "All right, let's see what we could do after this." Hey, Greg. Yeah, and oh, go ahead, go can, ahead. Can I give Greg a quick kudos? I want to say, Greg, I appreciate you not. Saying LeBron more than seven times on this broadcast. Hey man, I've been trying. I hit mute on my phone. I hit mute on my phone because every answer. I, I thought this was gonna be a LeBron show. That's why I called and I saw his picture on there. I thought this was a LeBron show, but it wasn't. So um, you know, I'm right. I'm watching highlights now, so I'll be all right. I will say, I will say to to your benefit, uh, Mike. Uh, well, <laughs> yours too, Greg. Cause you're a LeBron fan. Um, remember, remember you guys heard from like all these sports pundits that were saying LeBron and Durant talked on the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys remember hearing that? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was hearing, right. I was just hearing that there is a specific reason Durant signed a one year deal instead of signing a three year deal or something more, you know, something more locked in. Uh, was because he wanted to see right. He wanted to see what LeBron could build there, and if it was if he was able to build something there, it was something he would highly consider joining next year. So I mean, I I would hate that move because it's just like, all right, Grant, are you ever going to create your own legacy? Like, are you ever going to create your own legacy? I don't get it. It doesn't seem like he wants to. This is his legacy. Did he not make his legacy? Yeah. No, this yeah. is his legacy. I'm going to hop on teams yeah. that's already winning. Oh, right. That's his legacy. Right, right. right. Yeah. Right. The so ultimate I'm role gonna... player. That's his yeah, I'll say this. The ultimate role player. <laughs> I'll say this. If you're the Lakers, you want it. But if I'm an NBA fan, um, I look at Durant and I go, I don't think I can ever put you in my top ten. I, I just, just, the Golden State Warriors thing, I didn't blame him on. 
But if you then leave Golden State to then go with LeBron to go <laughs> play out LeBron's last few I'm, years uh, in L.A., it's just like, come on, man. Really? Why? I, I'm going to tell y'all how I look at Durant. Durant is the dude in the club to sit back and watch another dude buy a girl drink after drink after drink after drink. And when she get <laughs> drunk, then he go pick her up and take her home. That's what he's going to let everybody else do the work. And then he, he finishes <laughs> off the job. Y'all terrible, man. Y'all terrible. That's the rat him. He's a great, he's a great player. Second Ow. best player in the NBA. Okay. Yep. Yes, he there was. you go right there. And he's he was the MVP yep. of the finals yeah. last year. And he cemented that. And he was the MVP before that. And what he's a, the reason so, why they won. Right. Exactly. So, And you just said earlier, if he wasn't there, they might have lost to Houston. Or somebody said mm-hmm. they might have lost yeah. to Houston. So it can't be both yes. ways. It can't be a snake and be almost – if he wasn't there, they would have lost to Houston. No, no, well, no. that's why he's there. No, no, that's Time the out. whole point. Time out. I, he wouldn't have got that's there without said, No, Mike, but that's why I said I didn't blame him for Golden to Golden State. I understood that. That's fine. I'm saying you then can't leave Golden State to go play with LeBron. That is when I will start to not respect your legacy. Don't do that. Just stay with Golden State then. Or go to, like, the Knicks or Boston. Like, go somewhere man, else that you can go by yourself. The Knicks. Listen, man, I'm going to keep saying it. that. Don't sleep, bro. I'm going to keep saying that. Don't sleep, <laughs> Don't man. worry about it. 2019, Dewan. Don't sleep. Don't respect the name Let's in 2019. Let's go, Joel. <laughs> they will respect the Knicks next year. But, no, in, in all yeah. seriousness, to me, if you're Durant, don't do that. Like, we look at Kawhi. We look at Boogie Cousins. We don't look at those two as possibly one of the greatest uh, of all time. We look at them as one of our greatest of this of this generation. Durant had potential to transcend this generation to go into all-time great uh, conversation. I'm not saying greatest of all time, but in that top ten category. And I'm saying if you leave Golden State, which a lot of people didn't respect, it, uh, didn't respect him for going, and you leave there to go to LeBron, I don't know, man. That conversation then becomes really uncomfortable because then I have to look at it and I have to go, all right, well, you went to Golden State. That's how you got three. Then you had to go join LeBron. That's how you got another one or two. I I can't because then I'd have to go, well, when you had Westbrook and Harden, you couldn't do anything there. You couldn't do anything with just Westbrook. You had to go join one of the greatest teams of all time. And then you had to go join one of the greatest players of all time. Mike, come on. You can't respect that, Mike. Come on. If he's the MVP, then I don't understand what the problem is. You're saying he'd be the MVP playing next to LeBron? I, I mean, why why can't he be? He just walked in and was the MVP standing, uh, playing next to Steph. No. Only difference is no one thought Steph Curry was the greatest of all time. LeBron is the greatest of all time. There is never a time I look at someone next to LeBron and go, that guy could probably be better than LeBron on any given night. Even LeBron Durant going there, him MVP. I still wouldn't be able to say it. LeBron well, would make him MVP. That's only because LeBron would want less. He would want less off of his shoulders, so he would give it to Durant. But that doesn't make Durant a better player than LeBron. It just okay, means right. like, hey. All right, okay, hold on. Let me say this. Let me say this, Mike. I apologize. I got one more LeBron in me. Let me say this. When we're talking <laughs> MVP, uh, Durant deserved the MVP when he won it. Um, you know, he des- definitely deserved it in the um, finals, both years, because he was a deciding factor both years. Uh, he made, the, in my opinion, the deciding shot 
both years, it really did it. Other than, you know, I mean, to me, and it was almost from the exact same spot, which to me is just heartbreaking as a LeBron fan to see Durant do that exact same shot every year that he doesn't have to do, but he came down on the break and shoots a three. He deserves it. But LeBron makes would make him MVP. I'm thinking that if it was anybody else that had the year LeBron had this year, he would have been MVP. Given. I mean, I don't – you cannot honestly say to me, James Harden deserved MVP this year. You you can't. When you when you look at the stats and look at what, what was done and, and the team that he led, you can't tell me that, that James Harden deserved MVP. But I'm not mad hey. that he got it, but you can't tell me he deserved it. Was Cleveland number one or number two in the East? He's number four. Okay. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> there you go. You can count all those numbers. Uh, hold on. And, and I said the same thing. Oh, I got to time out. Let me, cause hold on. Let me ask you this. Cause for, first of all, let's establish Greg is coming. Greg's coming from a stance of bias. So let, let's get yeah, that I'll, out. I'll let's get that out. And, and I don't have any problem but, with admitting that. But I want to do I'm cool with it. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Let me say this, because I, I told Joel uh, the entire second half of this season. Let me ask you this, Mike. If last year, right, James Harden got the award instead of Westbrook, if Harden played the same as he did this year, do you think he still gets it over LeBron? Even if everything played out the same, do you think he still gets it over LeBron? Yeah. He can. No, come Listen, on. I said come LeBron on. should have got the MVP this year. LeBron should have got the MVP oh, okay. if you look at the whole season. Okay, right. But right. saying that Harden shouldn't get the MVP after his season being the best player on the best team, that's that's crazy. Oh, yeah. You can't you can't that's take it. How it no, works. No, no, no. And he got out okay. from the beginning of the season all the way through. LeBron was decent, decent, decent. Then he had to carry that squad to the end. And he played all 82 games, so it made it look that much better. Come on, man. Right. I, agree I, mean, right. I agree with you. Where did he win? I agree with you. The reason why I think it's just it's, it, it's hard to look back at the season LeBron ended with and go, man, that guy wasn't the MVP, only because, and this is the way I look at MVP, the way that it, it's defined, most valuable player, meaning that if that guy was not on that team, would that team still have any form of success? I think the Rockets, with no James Harden, wouldn't have gotten as far, wouldn't have been second, uh, first in the, in the West, but would have made the playoffs. There is no way Cleveland makes the playoffs without LeBron James. No way. No way. Either one of those two teams that LeBron played with in the course of last year, neither one of those teams would have made the playoffs with no LeBron. Even in the East, they wouldn't. No way. The, the, that Rockets team, the way that they were uh, constructed with Chris Paul being somewhat healthy, um, you know, a good portion of this year, they could have made six, seven, or eight. I do not think, and I don't think any of us think Cleveland without LeBron could have made the playoffs. That's the only reason why. But I'm not saying Harden didn't deserve it. I just said I felt as though we gifted it to Harden um, because he pretty much had a mirror of last season. He had the same season. It was just we were like we couldn't give it to Harden because Westbrook just did something no one has ever done. So we had to applaud that. But My if problem you look is, at it, go ahead, the Cavaliers sucked pretty bad a couple times this season to the point where, like, they might lose in the first round, and they almost did. 
They look yeah. really bad at certain points. I'm not going to take anything away from LeBron, but you got to, you know, you got to take some points away from them because the Cavs, when they look bad, they look really bad. And that's a lot for him now. He played all 82 games. He played all the fucking minutes in the playoffs. But I don't count the playoffs when it comes to MVP because they just don't. <laughs> or if they did, that would be a whole other different ball game. But for years, they don't count the playoffs. So regular season awards. All the drama that went on in Cleveland with the record and them up and down, I just couldn't give it to them. They pretty much stayed steady in, in, in Houston with James Harden, so I had to lean towards Harden this season. Because, like you said it, he mirrored last season, and the only reason it didn't work out is because Russell Westbrook's a freak of nature, which he did it again this <laughs> year, but it's just like it's, you had to give it to James, man, because he earned it, man. Right. I, I feel as though – I. I feel the same way this year with the MVP that I felt last year. Like, Harden deserved it over Westbrook last year, but Westbrook just did, like, some amazing, unnatural stuff. You had to give it to him. This year, I felt as though LeBron – right. I felt as though LeBron deserved it over Harden, but Harden just played so freaking consistent in all – let me not say all time, but just so great that you couldn't not give it to him. But at the end of the day, like Kyrie said – uh, the people's MVP was LeBron. The NBA's MVP was James Harden. But I feel like majority of people, if they had to do it over after seeing the full season from both of them, including the playoffs, it's like LeBron has to get it. Played all 82 games. In game seven against the Celtics, I believe he played every minute of that game. I don't think he came out at all in that game. Uh, game seven, he like, played the whole game. Yeah, he played the whole so game. And it's just like, it's just like, yeah, he did everything, man. He parked cars. Yeah, he, did. he did everything. Yeah. So it's like, it's looking at LeBron, it's just like, man. All right. So, for us to wrap up the show, let me ask you guys this. I'm going to go around to everyone. I'm going to start with you, Mike. With all the moves that have been made so far, nothing else has happened since we've been on air. Um, watch. As soon as, as soon as we end the show, something huge will happen. But while we're on air, nothing huge has happened uh, from – what you've seen of the the trades and everything and the signings, um, are are you do you still have Golden State as the prohibited favorites to win it all, or do you have ah, someone else possibly? Ah, hold on, uh, hold on. DeMar- hold on, wait, what wait. DeMarcus Jordan just unretired. State. Who? Wait, what? DeMarcus DeMarcus what? Cousins agreed to a deal to go to the Warriors. DeMarcus Cousins went to the Warriors. What? Yes. That's what oh, I just said. That's oh, bullshit. what? What? Oh, okay, never mind. End right, the show. Forget LeBron. Again, all right, no, no, never mind. Let's end the show on that note. That is, oh come on, fucking come Lord. on, NBA. One NBA, year, are you serious? $5.3 million. One year, $5.3 million. Fuck are the Warriors. Are you serious? You know what, and you know what's crazy? I just, on 2K, um, I, I, I just started my season as the Lakers, playing with the Lakers. Now I have to delete that and make Golden State. This is ridiculous, NBA. You can't let these things happen. Uh, Joel, obviously I know what your thoughts are, but what are your thoughts on DeMarcus Cousins signing with the freaking Warriors? I just gave it. Fuck the Warriors. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. Are you serious? Hold on, man. That wasn't even... 
they didn't even talk about the Marcus even entertaining the Golden State. It was between the Pelicans and the Lakers. Oh. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Listen, time out. Only reason... Only reason I'm buying it is because it came from Adrian Wojnarowski. Adrian Wojnarowski, yeah, yeah. I have never seen Adrian Wojnarowski give us something that big wow. and it be wrong. I'm Adrian looking at the timeline right now and I don't see it though. No, no, oh, no. no. Yeah, you I'm won't see it from Adrian now. And he you won't see he... it from Boogie. Mm. You won't see it from Boogie till later tonight when he's taking a picture next to Durant and Curry. Mm. Trust me, that's where he's at right now.
uh, make history with one of the best NBA regular seasons, win a title, and then follow it with getting Kevin Durant. That is disgusting. Now they won a title, and they're following it with DeMarcus Cousins. I, listen, Adam Silver, you got to come out and you got to veto this. Like, uh, what's his name did Chris Paul to the Lakers? You can't let uh-huh. this craziness happen, man. Yeah. 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 You, you, you cannot let this craziness happen. That's bullshit. On a big time radio network, man, on the Live 365 app. It's a 24-7 radio station, R&B, hip-hop, old school jams. Uh, you can catch me personally every Monday through Friday starting at 3 o'clock on the afternoon drive and every Sunday night at 10 o'clock on the G-Spot. Uh, I appreciate it, man, uh, <laughs> letting me come by with y'all today, man. It's Y'all done fucked up my evening, though. Oh, uh, <laughs> But, wow. Listen, listen, Greg, it was a pleasure having you on. It was a pleasure wow. having Mike on. I'm glad both of you guys joined us. And I just knew either either before we close out the show or right after, something huge was going to happen. I just but never would have guessed. It, Juwan. it would have been you said, As of right now, there's been no changes. And then he was like, ah, 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 wait a minute. And I was like, nah. Yo, that's <laughs> not a joke. I swore you was joking. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought Joel was joking. I was like, all right, Joel, relax, relax. That, that's, not, that's not even a funny joke. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's popping up on my screen. I'm like, wait a minute. This is real. I'm like, oh, man. So now I got to call Nick and tell him that basketball is canceled for 2018-2019. Uh, so we can just we can uh, move on. Um, <laughs> All right, but you guys oh, can fuck. catch uh, me and Joel every Monday, Thursday for Full Court Press, every <laughs> every Sunday for Geek Vibes Live. Uh, make sure you check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance that's coming out this week, Top 10 that's coming out this week, and we will have another episode of Geeks Against the Grain where we will be defending Star Wars The Last Jedi against all the people that thought it was literally as bad as The Last Fantastic Four. So stay tuned for that. We have so much coming. Uh, and we have right so there. many interviews. We have so many interviews coming, you guys, this way. So stay tuned for that. Also, a lot of big names. Uh, again, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Mike. And we will be back Thursday to rifle through all this mess that was just caused by DeMarcus Cousins. So thank huh. you guys again, and we will see you Thursday. Appreciate it. All right, man. Yeah. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.